Today's today's daf is daf nun, page fifty in the Hidgim Masechus Nazir. We got on to page fifty. We got on to daf nun, but we're going to back up. Let's restart the sugya. Not a long Gemara today. We're going to go back to the beginning of the Gemara on Memtes on base. It'll give us a uh, a little bit of what's it called headwind. Is, is that what pushes you along? Generally calls it a shlum or something like that. Yeah. The right? Shlum? There's some winds that push you ahead and some winds that hold you back. So we're going to jump into the headwind, I think. Yeah, the other headwind yeah. or the tailwind. Uh, tail, the tailwind should help yeah. you. The tailwind should help you. All right, be it as it may, let's get going. Zot Gemara. Right in the middle, we're going to start the Gemara on Mem Tes Ahmed Bey's Tanu Rabbanon. The rabbis learned, so should we. We're going to restart this fascinating story that took place when the Heiliger of Meir passed away. Now, Rav Meir was Kaidish HaKadoshim. He was a uh, tremendously great Tana. But interestingly, we don't paskin like a lot of Rav Meir's Psakim. We don't paskin like a lot of uh, Rav Meir's Psakim. The Chachamim teach us, the later Chachamim teaches that Rav Meir was so unique that the reason why a lot of his Psakim didn't come out to Halacha because a lot of the other Chachamim didn't follow his train of thought. He pushed thought in, 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 on a different wavelength. Than others, his approach was a different approach, and ultimately it didn't become the general halacha for Klal Yisrael. And the Gemara begins by Tanu Rabbanon. The rabbis learned so shui. After Rabbi Meir passed away, Omar lehem Rabbi Yehuda l'Talmid. Rabbi Yehuda gave instructions to his yeshiva, and he said, "Are you consul to me, Rabbi Meir? The kind we Rabbi Meir's types of students ain't gonna work in our yeshiva." Don't let Rav Meir's students into our yeshiva. They cause problems in their learning style. They're always challenging and this. Their main approach is not coming to learn the Torah that I'm giving over. Rather, their style is, They're going to show up and try to find a problem with everything you say. Different style of Talmud. She says, Rameir's Talmidim, they're going to be looking for new Rashiva. Rabbi Yehuda tells the students, don't let them in. Well, guess what? No. Says the Gemara, guess what? Dochak Sumchis Vinichnas. Sumchis, the Talmud of Rameir, basically showed up to Yeshiva and said, I don't care. I'm coming to learn Torah. He pushed his way in. Yeah, which. You could say as part of what Rebuta's whole problem with Rameir's Tamidim was is that they, they pushed their way around. Yeah, it's not the style of our yeshiva. And Sumcha says, Well, I'm coming anyway. So he shows up. Amar Lahem. Sumcha says, Kakshanali Rameir. I want to tell you what Rameir taught me. And there's going to be a quote from our Mishnah. In the following situations, if a Nazir becomes Tame, he's going to enter protocol. Alamais. On a complete dead corpse. The Alkezayas Minames. This was the issue. Let's get a little background. When Rabbi Yehuda taught the Gemara, taught these halachas, Rabbi Yehuda taught his Talmidim that that, uh, Kezayas of flesh from a mace, an olive size of flesh from a dead body, gives off Tumah. He didn't say the whole body because you could use your logic to tell me if a Kezayas will give off Tumah, how much more so the whole body. So Rabbi Yehuda didn't mention the whole body. But Rav Meir did. And by the way, Rav Meir is in line. Our Mishnah says, what is a Nazir Tameon? On an entire corpse and on the olive size of a corpse. So Sumchis comes ahead to quote our Mishnah, which was his Rebbe Rav Meir's approach. 
different than Rabbi Huda taught it. Rabbi Huda again said just the Kazais. So because Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda got upset. The Yomar Levin he said, like didn't I tell you? Oh, he comes with the Rabbi Meir the Kamei Meishik on Tzvanim Haim. They're here to cause problems. Let me tell you something. Al Kazais min Ames Megalech. If a Nazir is going to have to enter Tuma protocol for touching. An olive size of a dead body, how much more so an entire body? And I don't even need to say that. And that's why I didn't say it. Now comes along Sumchis and he's saying, Go, oh, but my Rebbe said it. It's unnecessary, says Rebbe Yehuda. All right, so you have a stickle back and forth over here. Listen to what happens. Top of today's daf. Amar Rebbe Yaisi, Rebbe Yaisi says, Yaimru, Meir Shachab, Yehuda Kos, Yashi Sasak. This is going to go down in history. If I don't open my mouth, everybody's going to say, Reb Meir had an opinion and died. Rabbi Yehuda argued and Rabbi Yaisi didn't say nothing. Taira matahe aleha. What is Taira without dialogue and without struggling and searching for MS? Rabbi Yehuda's approach against Rabbi Meir and Sumchis needs a response. So Amar Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi opened his mouth and he said, You know why, he says to Rabbi Yehuda, it's important to mention an entire corpse? To let me know that an entire corpse, even, excuse me, even if it doesn't have any flesh on it, there's no flesh to give over Tuma, but it's a complete corpse, just without any flesh, it gives off Tuma. And you should know, flesh itself gives off a kezai's tamah. So it's a separate halacha. Two halachas, and therefore it's necessary to mention. Va'adayin yaymar. But, Rabbi Yehuda can still say, Al-Eber mimenu megaleach, you still don't need to tell me a whole corpse without flesh gives off tumah. Because if a single limb gives off tumah without flesh, al-kulay call skin, how much more so does a corpse without flesh give off skin? Al-Lakadama Rabbi Yechanan, the Kiddush over here is like we learned yesterday where you could have the case of a stillborn where all the body parts are there but they were just never connected and if a Nazir touches such a corpse even though it was never connected he's going to become Tomei or Rava Amar another Kiddush could be the case of the corpse is teaching me even when you have most of the the binion, the skeletal frame, or most of the bones, even if it doesn't have the minimum amount of uh, a quarter cob of bones that usually gives off tuma, if you have majority of the body, even if it adds up to less than that shear, the chiddush is, it's still going to give off tuma. Bottom line is, let's, pa- let's pause here for a minute, we're at a two dots, we're at a colon, and Rabbi Yaisi, is explaining as follows. Let's just take a step back and talk outside. Rav Meir said, if you touch a corpse or a kezayis of a corpse, tame. Says Rav Yehuda, why do you got to mention a corpse? Unnecessary. Two answers. One possible answer is if you have a corpse that was never fully connected, like by a nafel, that's going to be a chiddush. It's going to be a novel idea teaching me that if a nazar touches it, he's going to enter nazar protocol. Or another case referring to uh, an entire corpse, is when you have majority of the corpse that's there, even if it adds up to less than a reiva hakav, a quarter kav of bones, which is usually what's necessary, 
as long if you have majority of bo- of the bones there, it's still going to give off tamei, and the nazir will enter protocol. So we have two possible chidushim, two novel halachas that will come out from mentioning that if you touch a corpse, you become tamei. That's going to be the response. And that, that Rav Meir is going to have. Says Rav Yaisi, I have a good response on behalf of Rav Meir. Rav Yehuda, you're not correct to leave out that part of the Mishnah. You shouldn't say just a Kezayis. Mention a corpse because you're going to have two added Chidushim over there. Two dots. Back to the Mishnah. Al-Kezayis Meis, Al-Kezayis Netzel. A Nazir is going to enter Tumma protocols if he touches an olive size of flesh or an olive size of netzel. Now, when we learned the Mishnah, we explained a little bit of what the Gemara is going to get into, which is netzel is part of a corpse that started to disintegrate. When a corpse starts to disintegrate, it kind of liquefies a little bit. It's called congealing. Um, and if you have a, it's called, and uh, that, that state of de- uh, decomposition, is called Netzel. So if a Nazir touches Netzel, a Kezayis of Netzel, he's going to enter protocols. Ve'ezehu Netzel. What is Netzel? Says the Gemara, like we just explained, Besar shakarash, meat, flesh of a, of a human corpse that, um, that Karash congealed, Umayhel shehertiach. And when it congeals, you have the liquids from the bodies that kind of come together. Comes together, it makes like a, makes a, like it packs it in, you know. Okay, hechi domi, says the Gemara, what's the case over here? If you're gonna say that we don't know that it, whatever's here came from a body, hikarash myhave. So if it congeals, what does it matter? Meaning, I don't know, it's part of a body. I, I, I find like a, a, a glob. Yeah, I find a, a, a glob of something that's, that's like congealed together. And I'm like, you know, I, I'm, I'm calling it netzel because I'm, I'm unsure whether it comes from a dead body. Maybe it's coming from some other source. I don't know what it's from. If that's the case, ki karash mai uh, what, what does that change any halacha? Why are you mentioning if, if you touch a dead body and a netzel? What is a netzel? If it's not a dead body, you're tahar. If it is part of a dead body, you're tummy. My nafkamina. What's, what's unique about netzel? So the Gemara explains, the chiddush over here is, you know that there's a kezayis here of congealed body, we'll call it, afagav delay karash. And if that's true, the nazir should be tummy anyway. Whether or not it's netzel, right? Whether or not it's, it's uh, congealed. So basically what the Gemara here is asking is what's the chiddush of netzel? What's the novel idea? If it's a dead body, you're tummy anyway, no matter what, what state you're in. If it's not from a dead body, you're tar. So what, what's going on? So Gemara says, no. Amar Abirmiya says, bistam. Um, Stam means that we're, it's plain. We're unsure. We're unsure. Meaning we're unsure as to where these fluids or this congealed part came from. What's the suffix? E karash, if it is karash, if it's congealed body, so then mayalhu, so then maybe it's mayalhu. Mayalhu means that it could be that it's a regular 
decomposed body. But like Karash, but if what's happening over here is not a body that congealed, maybe this is some extra body fluids that came out of the body that's congealing now, but it's not necessarily the body. Okay? So the Chiddush over here is going to be that if you have a Nazir that touches Netzel, which means I know it's from a body, I just don't know if this congealed uh, Kezayis is the body itself or whether it's something that came out of the body. It could be some sort of liquid. It could be some sort of mucus that, that, you know, that uh, was separate from the body that w- wouldn't give off Tumah. That's where we say that we're going to be strict on the Nazir. Abai asked a question searching for information from Rabbah. Okay, again, he's not challenging. Certain questions are challenging. Akasha is a challenging question. Whenever we say bo'i minei, it's an inquisitive question. We're searching for information over here. So Abaye is asking a curiosity question. And he says, yesh netzel lebehema, ayayin netzel lebehema. This is fascinating. We're talking about a dead corpse. Congealed dead body from a human. We want to know whether or not it gives off tumah. Is it the body itself? When they came out of the body, how does this play out when it comes to the body of an animal? We know the halacha is that a nevela, there are animals, the dead carcass of an animal will give off tumah. There's an element of impurity that a nevela gives off. Okay. The question here is, however, at what point is a carcass of an animal, a nevela, does it possibly lose its status? As a nevela, yesh netzel behema ayein netzel behema. Me amrina, do we say gemire netzel da asemei adam? We should learn out that the same way uh, that, that I'm sorry that there's a lachla mishmisinai. There's gemiri. There's a tradition lachla mishmisinai that netzel gives off tuma when it, we know it comes from a human body. Avaldi aisi me behema loy, but maybe th- fluids that congealed when it came from an animal, maybe it's not considered the the carcass itself, and it should not give off Tumah. Or maybe there's no difference. The same way we're makbed on a Nazir, we're careful about a Nazir, we say if you touch a Kezayis of Netzel, we're going to be strict on you, and you're going to enter Nazir Tumah protocols. The same thing would hold true if you have an, a, a, a Nevela in the same stage of the game, where you have a, a congealed uh, part of, a, of an animal body, in the same way a Nevela, the carcass itself, will give off Tumah. We should say it gives off Tumah as well. So that's the Shiloh that Abai is asking from Rabbah. This that we're strict on the congealed liquids of a body, is it specific to humans, the Tumah of humans, or does it, uh, does it extend even to animals? Now says the Gemara, It's understandable, the Gemara says, I want to explain what this, what's happening. Tumah chamura alager. We're strict with tumah for a ger. A ger over here is talking about a ger tosha, a non-Jewish person who has no obligation to eat kosher. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. When you have a carcass, a dead body, a non-Jew can eat roadkill, fresh meat, no problem. The roadkill. Starts to dis- starts to uh, decompose. The roadkill starts to decompose. As the animal disintegrates, a human is not going to eat anymore. But an, an animal may, 
a dog will. And then it's going to get to a point. You ever drive down a road and like you see like this animal's been lying there for days? Yeah, it's, right? No, nothing's eating it. Nothing's eating it. Okay? So Gemara says like this. It says like this. We have a Shaila. Does, what's, how do you, what's the status of Netzel of a behema? How do you view it? Is it, is it Nevela or not? So, again, According to the understanding, according to the opinion that we're strict with Toma of a Nevela as long as a human will eat it, but as once it's no longer fit for a Ger guy to eat it, it doesn't have the status of a Nevela anymore. So shop here. Everybody will agree that Netzel is not going to give off Tumma. It's not give off Tumma. It's not fit for anything. It doesn't even have the status of a Nevela. According to the opinion that we're even strict on the Tumas Nevela at a point where a dog is going to eat it. Over there, what are you going to say? How are you going to answer this? Okay? Because according to this opinion, an animal body, a carcass of an animal, will give off Toma even after humans don't eat anymore. And even as long as a dog is still going to eat it. Now, we're going to assume, the assumption right here is, that Netzel is still in a stage where an animal will come along and peck at it. Okay? Congealed fluids and whatever it is, an animal will still come and, uh, and peck at it. Now, if we're going to be Machmir, and say the stove gives off Toma at this stage. So Lechora would seem that, that uh, we, should be, uh, we should be strict on, the, on, on, on Netzel Behema. It's called, it's called an Avela. It's called an Avela in Halacha. We should say that it continues to give off Toma. So that's the Shaila. Toshma, come and listen and try to answer this. Himchuhu Be'or Tomei. Okay. Himchuhu. Imchuhu is to liquefy. The way they liquefied um, fats is by warming it up. So let's say you have a dead animal and they warmed it up by a fire, tame, it now gives off tumma. Because you can have a situation here, the Mepharshim explained, we're dealing with a gumar and chulin, dealing with a bird where it wasn't fit for consumption, nobody was going to eat it, but once you put on a fire, it can now become fit again. For people to eat it, or an or an animal to eat it, and will be machmir on it, so it's gonna it's gonna be tummy now. It's gonna be tummy. It's gonna have the status again of an avela. Bechama, but if it's only warmed up in the sun, so then tahar. It's still gonna be tar because when it's warmed up in the sun, it actually just gets more spoiled. It just gets worse. It's, nothing's enhanced and and helped in any shape or form. And if you're going to tell me that it gives off tumma until the point, as long as it's fit for a dog to eat, I feel So you know what we should say? Even if it's uh, even if the, the the fats of this bird is warmed up in the sun, it should still give off tumma because it, a dog will come and eat it. So why don't we say it gives off tumma? So you have a raya from here that netzel only applies. To initial stages of Nevela and not to the not all the way to the Kelev stage. So the Gemara says, no, Emas Mamchile, Basar Desruach Bachama. 
What, what does it mean that you, that you uh, warmed it up and you liquefied it again in heat? This is talking about after it's already ruined. The Isruach means it's spoiled. After it got spoiled in the sun, Kivan da Asrach, and once it's as bad as that, Havale Afar, it's considered dirt. What does it mean it's considered dirt? It doesn't have the shape of dirt, doesn't have the form of dirt, but it's dirt meaning even as far as an animal or slash dog is concerned. Okay, so if you have food that's not fit to be eaten to humans, and then it gets to a point where nothing's bring, where it's, it's not being brought back, or not nothing can bring it back, but it has not been brought back to dog consumption. It's just getting worse. It is not going to give off tumma, and the halacha would be that it's okay. The halacha would be that it's okay. It doesn't give off tumma. So, okay. Very good. So now we learned in the Mishnah. Here we go. Kol hanitzuk tahar. Whenever you have nitzuk, this is talking about things that are moved from one vessel to another vessel. All right. So I have. Let's give an example. I have a container full of tamei blood, and I have a con- blood tamei blood or tamei juice. Doesn't really matter. Okay. Tummy juice. The and I take another container of tahar wine, and I start pouring the wine, the tahar wine, into the tummy juice. See, here's the question. Ready for this? Water, liquid, is different then solids in that if you have a container full of solids, you could take each little bit that's in the container and view it separately. Liquid all comes together as one zach, as one entity. See, here's what happened. The Mishnah says like this, if I take tahar wine and I pour it into a tamay liquid, whatever's remaining outside of the tamay jug is still going to be tahar even though there's a connection. We don't say that the liquid stream makes it all one thing. Got it? I would say maybe the liquid stream should connect the two, and now that the two are connected, the bottom part's Tomei, the top part is Tahar, but now that just became Tomei by being connected through the stream. The mission says otherwise. Kola Nitzuk Tahar. Anytime you have a stream of uh, something Tahar to something Tomei, Whatever's in the tahar container remains tar. Chutz mi dvash hazifim, except for a special type of honey which is known as dvash hazifim, okay? Ve hatzfiches, and also tzfiches, okay? Tzfiches is, uh, they're both basically more of a, uh, like a solid batter, like a cake batter type, thicker one, something is a thicker type of stream, then we'll say ataka is connected, Okay? Top of Amud Beis. Beishamai Yemrim Beishamai says, Af, even, Ha-mikvah shall greasen v'shal poil, even hot cereal of greasen of beans, or poil, which is, poil uh, ha-mitzri, uh, uh, it's larger beans, Mepnei shehi soyledas la-achereha. Because it goes back into the container that you're pouring it from. Fine. The uh, the the svara here is very gishmak. Ready for this? Svara here is good. 
You ever have a situation where, yeah, you're, you're pouring, call it cake batter. I have cake batter. And you're pouring from the mixing bowl into the pan, into the baking pan. You pour the mixing bowl into the baking pan. As you end the stream of batter from the mixing bowl to the baking pan, you're going to turn back the mixing bowl and there's going to be a little bit of batter that left the bowl as part of the stream that's going to flip back in. You know what I'm saying? Like there's like the, the drips that are on the edge as you do it. That w- so those drips were really already connected to the tummy on bottom, but now they're going back on top. So whenever you have a situation like this, we're going to have to be machmer. And we're going to have to say that even the upper container, the upper jug, the mixing bowl, face, whatever it is, is, uh, is going to be considered connected and it will be tummy. Okay. That is Beishamai's opinion. Boy, Ramabar Chama, Ramabar Chama asked the question for information. Yesh Nitzuk Le'aichlin, Oyein Nitzuk Le'aichlin. Do we use this halacha of Nitzuk? We'll call it a steady stream from one pot to, uh, to another pot or not when it comes to food, okay? Me, I'm Rina Mishum de Ispahu Reiri. Do we say that since there's a thicker substance, um, it'll come back? But something which is more liquefied is not going to come back and we should be lenient. You're not going to have Beishamai's logic. Or perhaps, or maybe we'll say just the thickness of it itself is enough to say that the connection made everything Tameh. And here as well, even if something is warmed up and a little more liquefied, the bottom line is there's an element of thickness to it. The Gemara Shail here is how thick is thick, right? How thick is thick? If you melt something down and you, you, when things are heated up, they become more liquefied. So at what stage is that? So that's, the, that's Rami Barchama's question. Usually you're going to have a stream which you could be machmir or make. What happens if you liquefy, you melt it, you heat it up? You know, uh, to, uh, to what extent is this? Amar Rav, Rav says, Tashma, come and listen. Chelev hames. If you have chelev hames, fats that came from a corpse. Shahu shalim. It's complete. Vehetechai. And it starts to liquefy. Tame. It's still tame. Okay. It's still tame. As long as obviously you have the, the complete amount necessary. Let's say you had small pieces of a corpse that do not add up to a kezayis. They're not going to give off tumah. But listen to what happens. You now bring a flame near it and now it's all going to stream together into the proper measurement. So before it didn't give off any tumah because... They're solids and they're separate. But now you're melting it. You're warming it up. And it's going to become a kezayis. The halacha is, ready for this? Tahar. Even though you liquefied it and it's coming together to be the size of a kezayis, it's going to be tahar. That is the halacha of the b'risa. V'isok adaitach. And if you're going to tell me, ain nitzok la'aychlem, if you're going to tell me, that the stream from one container to another container is a nitzuk la'ichlam, it's not going to make the upper part tummy. 
We should even say when it initially was one piece and then liquefied into separate pieces, also it should become tummy. Yeah, this is beautiful. Now let's think about the logic over here. Let's think about the let's think about the svara. What the Gemara wants to say is as follows: If you have a number of separate pieces of corpse, which does not going to give off uh, any tuma, but now you're going to liquefy it and bring it to the size of a kezayis. Since before liquefying it, they it was not built in yechilus. It didn't have the capabilities of of giving off tuma. Here's the catch. Just because a person came along and did something to connect it, that's not enough. In other words, the avayda here is, what's the avayda? The proper is not avayda. The svara, the logic that the Gemara wants to prove from here is that when a human being gets involved and causes things, circumstances to, surrounding the corpse to change, we don't care. That's not what has the impact. What has the impact is what's considered a kezayis of corpse before any human being showed up to mess this up. So says the Gemara, here you have a raya. From here you have a uh, uh, clear proof that when you have a melted corpse, it should not act as a connection. If you wouldn't have melted it, it's not connected. So it's not connected. So we have a good raya. So that's what Rubber tries to answer, Yeah. We wanted to know, to, how, you know to, to what extent of human involvement is going to make something thin or thick. So Rubber brings a raya that it, 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 you have to view things before anybody melts anything. Omar Rabzeira says, No, I know Umar Braid Ravina Turgama. Me and Mar Braid Ravina explained this situation. What's the price of dealing with? We're talking about when it was warmed up. Solak Amuda Denura. There was an Amuda Denura. Ready for this? There was a pillar of fire that Sulik jumped Lepuma to the lip, the mana of the uh, uh, mana is a uh, a portion, a plate, the karash, and then it congealed. The isekula gabi hadadi. There it was always together. So what happened was like this: you had a pot. Of a kezayis that was tummy, And then they made a huge fire under the pot. And that's what fire does at times is it causes uh, solids to pop. It could jump. We, have, we, we learned this when the, it was very common by the mizbeach. When they had a large flame and they would burn the meat. Sometimes a piece of meat would pop off of the mizbeach. From, uh, from, from the heat. So he says maybe the situation over here is. We had a piece of corpse. And as it was being warmed up, it went and it popped all the way up to the top. So in that situation, it always was a kezayis. It wasn't, uh, nobody changed anything. The only thing that the fire did was cause it to jump. It acted as like a a jumping element. So there, And so over there, it all happened at once. It was a kezayis the entire time. And that's why it's going to stay tummy. But you have no proof about a stream that's warmed up, uh, creating Tumma. Amar le Ravina le Ravashi. So Ravina, Ravina says to Ravashi, Toshma, come and listen. Beishama Yomrim, Beishama says, this is uh, going back to the top of Amud Beis, Av ha-makva shal grisim shal po'v le'i she'u soldu 
yeah, that even uh, something of a thickness of this uh, hot cereal or the beans, because they're thick and will be poured back in, you take a see from over here that everybody's in, uh, you know, that everybody's in agreement to the original halacha. They're just arguing about the hot cereal or, or the honey and everything else. But everybody will agree that this is all considered connected and it should give off tumma no matter what, even though there's human involvement. If the Gemara says, no, 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 there's no proof. To, from Beishama, the area, what are you saying? You can't bring a proof from here. In the original case of Beishama Zalacha, there, there was smichim. There was, it was very thick. Hacha, but over here by the hot cereal, uh, yeah, over here, here it's because of riri. And when you have riri, so it's thicker, but there's still going to be a strand that uh, a strand that exists. So the bottom line is what we're, all we're proving from here is is that the case of Beishamai cannot be used to explain Rami Barchama because Rami Barchama was going on the Tanakama. He wanted to know what Tanakama's opinion is dealing with Riri. Beishamai was coming ahead and, and giving us Allah by the hot cereal, apples and oranges. Two different uh, two different cases. We're walking away without an answer to our Shaila. Okay, here we go. Two dots. Let's uh, take us down to the bottom two dots on the Amud. Va'almaloi tarvod rekev. If a nazir touches a spoonful or a shovelful of decomposed body, he becomes Tameh and he enters the Tameh protocol. The Kama Shiurai says the Gemara, what's a shovelful? Yeah, what's a spoonful? How big of a spoon? He said, if you touch a spoonful of of a decomposed body. Well, how big is that? Chizkiah Amar, Chizkiah says, Malay Pisa Sayyad, the amount of decomposed body that a person can hold in their hand. Okay? In, in their yad. Rabbi Yechen Amar, Malay Chafnav. Malay Chafnav is an expression that comes up with the Kayan by the Aveda. He says it includes even the fingers. Not only the, I should have, I should have translated, I should have translated Pisa Sayyad as the palm. Right, so either one opinion is enough that the palm can hold. The other opinion is is the palm as well as the fingers. Tanam, we learned in the Mishnah, Malay Tarvad Rekev, or does he change it? Is the base changed to a Brisa Vayin Chulin? No, Tanam, we learned in the Mishnah, Malay Tarvad Rekev Sha'amru. This that they said that Nazir uh, Gamer Kam Tameh if he has a spoonful of decomposed body Yeshnam Be Iker Etzbois Ulamala. It's from the bottom of the fingers up. Divrei Rebbe Meir. This is the opinion of Rebbe Meir. Okay, so this is talking about where the fingers start to separate from the palm. That's what we're calling the top. We're not calling the top of the fingers the tip. The top of the finger we're calling is from where the finger meets the palm. That's Rebbe Meir's opinion. The Chomram, the Chom say no, Malay Chofnov. It means Mamish Malay Chofnov. Include the whole finger. Who's Chizkia following? Because Chizkia said it's the same as filling of a palm. But over here, there's no opinion that says you don't include an element of fingers. It's the question of how much fingers. But nobody holds the palm itself. Only, Amri, they said, You should know that even though he didn't mention any fingers, but the amount that a palm can hold and the amount that fingers can hold is the same thing. It's the same thing. I find that to be incredible uh, because if you look at people's hands, if you look at people's hands, all our hands are created differently. So uh, meaning size-wise, there's the, I happen 
to have, I happen to have um, a little bit larger than average size hands, a little bit larger than average. And there are guys in my class who had hands, their, their hands were a little smaller than mine. They're able to palm basketballs very easy. To palm a basketball, right? You get your whole hand on the ball, you grip it in one hand. For me, I had a harder time with it. If it was a good grip, I could do it. Otherwise, I couldn't. Because what's unique about my hands is I happen to have very long palms. My, my palms are very long, and then my fingers are average. That's how my hand got a little bigger than average. Not nothing to do my fingers. My fingers are regular size. I, I have a long palm. As I get this, I just, I don't know. Yeah? So it's interesting when I was, when I was looking over this Gemara, it's interesting that the Gemara says that according to Rav Meir, though, that in general, the size of the palm, I guess as a, as a, on average, usually, whatever a palm can usually hold is going to be the same as, as the fingers. I find that interesting because my palms are going to hold a lot more. Only have seen Barada, the Rav Papa, seen Barada says to Rav Papa, how do you know that the top means from the knuckles and upwards from the palm, doma lamata mididei. Maybe it means down. Maybe it means that it's going down towards uh, the palm down. The, the, in other words, what's considered the top of the finger and what's considered the tip of the finger? How, how do you know how to view it? Doma lamata mididei. Maybe it means from the fingers down to the wrist, which means the palm. Maybe that's what he meant from the top of the fingers. Down. Not the fingers itself. He could have met the palm. The Havalei Malay Pisa Sayyad. Which could be the exact thing. When you're talking about fingers, it could be the same thing as the palm that was mentioned earlier by Chizkiah. Which the Gemara says, Eina Khanami. Teiku. It's a good, uh, it's a good approach. We have no Raya. Uh, we have no, uh, we have no Raya, uh, either way. Okay. Beautiful. We'll hold it here for this evening. Let's tomorrow. We will pick up from Tan Rabbanon on the top of Daf Nun Aleph. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.